0: Welcome to the NZ Sales and Marketing Insider a podcast where we pull back the curtain and speak to the brains behind sales and marketing activity that has delivered real results. Get inspired and get actionable ideas by hearing what they did and how they did it. Brought to you by The Growery, simplifying sales growth and Gorilla Technology, your proactive IT support partner. Welcome to episode one of the NZ Sales and Marketing Insider. I'm your host, Ben Rose, and today we're speaking to Sean Dryley, Group Chief Executive at SBS Bank. Sean grew up in Blenheim, Dunedin and Hokitika, starting his banking career in Greymouth 30 years ago as a teller and working his way up into more senior and strategic roles. Sean was the youngest ever branch manager at Westland Bank at just 22 years old. Westland Bank later became part of ASB, where Sean continued to work his way up the ranks and across a wide range of executive roles, including as GM of Retail Product, where he had the misfortune of working with me. Prior to his role at SBS Bank, Sean was based in Vietnam working as Head of Operational Excellence and General Manager of the Capability Exchange Program at Commonwealth Bank VIB. Today, Sean is the Group group Chief Executive Officer at SBS Bank and is based in beautiful Invercargill. He's responsible for the performance of SBS Bank along with its three subsidiary businesses, Finance Now, Funds Administration in New Zealand, and South Shore Assurance. Thank you for joining us, Sean. ora,
1: yeah, Ben. Nice, nice to be with you on your first, uh, first podcast. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Well, look, so the, the idea of these podcasts, Sean, is we're, we're talking to the brains behind some of um, the most high, high profile and successful sales and marketing activity. Um, oh, you qualify as one of those. You then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they they weren't available so we had you um, yes, good. And it was, so I just really want to understand I suppose the approach you've taken through the years to business so that some of our listeners um, can glean a few um, a few tips and tricks and things that they might take away to apply to their own their own businesses
1: I'm oh, very happy to give you my uh, little bit of knowledge and experience Ben excellent thank you
0: so look, I think let's, let's start by asking you if, you, if we think about sales and marketing, what role do you think that plays in a business?
1: Well, it's pretty critical uh, because if people don't understand you know, what you do, what you're about, what you promote, uh, what prob- problems you're going to solve for them, uh, then the, uh, the shop or the, uh, the internet banking uh, portal is going to be pretty quiet. Uh, so yeah, crucial.
0: And how how do you think the uh, responsibility for marketing and sales sits across an organization? Is it domain of one department or a bit of everybody?
1: Yeah, look, I think it is everybody's responsibility. I mean, you you certainly give uh, functional responsibility to certain people, uh, but at the end of the day, everybody is uh, there to promote the brand, whether it be uh, your finance department or your frontline teams or your your marketing people. Uh, Everybody represents uh, who you stand for. uh, And you know that that uh, that responsibility lies with all of us, but the accountability does uh, vest with certain people to make sure that that's actually done well. Mm.
0: And and I suppose how do you how do you embed that kind of culture in a business? How do you make sure that everyone's clear about what their role is in that process? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, different organisational sizes will do it differently, but really it's about uh, everybody connecting into the vision or the purpose of, of what you're here for. Uh, and if, if people understand what the uh, who your end uh, customer is and, and what your key purpose for being and your the problems that you're looking to solve uh, for people are, then then everybody uh, can connect with that. And, and engagement of, of people really does happen with connecting into the businesses, uh, whole DNA as opposed to necessarily what what they receive in a paycheck each week uh, and that and that's about making sure that you get the right people but also that you instill in the right people that uh, that culture that you that you're looking to create so
0: how have you done that over the years if you think about you know different places you've worked how have you made sure that the people you've recruited into those sorts of roles really really understand the DNA and really get get the customer
1: it's done done through uh, various ways. I mean firstly you've got to have the right uh, leadership approach. Uh, so you you know you have to really believe in in what you're doing and and I uh, I've always uh, I've always enjoyed what I've done and I've always um, believed in who I've worked for and 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 why I've worked for them. And I think that authenticity and and that uh, belief comes through in in how you connect with people, how you tell the story. Um you know I've always said uh, you know, that if, if, if you don't really believe, it's hard to be believable. And, and so it mm-hmm. d- does start with you. And, and then, then it does move through to your your teams, your leadership teams, and, and how they tell the story. So, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of people have used terminology like storytelling, and I think that that, that is right. I think it's about connecting uh, with people. And you do that uh, by sort of, um, you know, a little bit, a little bit more uh, hearts and mind stuff. Um, so it's setting visions, uh, uh, recruiting well. It's about uh, in, you know the the whole process of people being onboarded, right? So they understand. It's a it's about making sure that that you have fun, and that you enjoy, uh, and encourage people to enjoy what they do, um, and and to. Um, yeah, and and to really develop them so that they achieve what they want to achieve. But at the, the end of the day, most of our businesses are customer customer led businesses, and and it's instilling in people that the, the the most important person in the business isn't necessarily the CEO or uh, or anybody with a fancy title. It's the person that's um, standing uh, waiting to be served or or, or uh, clicking to your website or whatever it is. And, uh, and and if you can embed that and instill that, I th- I think you you have a pretty pretty successful business. I. I've always uh, looked to uh, ensure that people enjoy what they do and they feel good about the success in, in which we have. Um, and, uh, and it tends to create a bit of a momentum. You retain the right people. Um, you, um, you actually attract the right people uh, if you do that. Um, New Zealand's a pretty small country and uh, and they know who the people are that they want to work for and who the businesses they want to work for. Uh, and uh, yeah, and you, you found out if you're not authentic and, and believe in what you do do you think, do you think
0: that um that changes when you move from a, a frontline role like you know you're a, you're a teller and you're working in retail banking moving to head office roles how how's that changed for you
1: or has it? At all? Well, it da- it always changes, but you've got to make sure that you don't uh, lose touch. And I mean, I uh, I remember one of my uh, general managers in my early days, uh, Ken Beams, uh, saying, dryly, "A desk is a dangerous place to view the world." Uh, and you know, he he was so right. And and that's that's something that I ensure that that myself and the executive team and the other team we, we're out there with our with our people and our customers as much as possible because you can you can lose sight of what's important you can get tied up in pnls and balance sheets and strategic plans and you just miss the essence of what's going on and and uh, once that happens then i, I you know i think uh, you're in for a fall uh I, i've enjoyed i've always enjoyed people i've enjoyed being out there i you know it's just you know, I think growing up um, through the bank gives gives me a little bit of street cred uh, with the teams because they know that you've been there, done that. But not everybody does that. So if you or has done that, so if you haven't done that, make sure you get out and understand. And you know, there photos of uh, Foreign um, you know serving tea on the New Zealand flight the other day. And look, whether whether that's a good PR snapshot or whether that's um, uh, whether that's what. You know, is, is happening uh, through authentic behaviour, it does it does mean a lot to people. Uh, and uh, you know, I think get out there, see what's happening, uh, be involved. Uh, don't get don't don't think of yourself uh, as as too important because um, when that happens, um, you've lost the you, you you've lost the you've lost the band, you've lost the choir.
0: It's interesting because when we talk about sales and marketing sometimes that does sit in a department and so that department says we'll get close to the customer but then you have all these other people in head office who are sort of a bit divorced so, so is that something you think is important across the whole the whole business?
1: Uh-huh. Look, one of the one of the great things that we were, were doing uh, and are still doing is we ring a couple of our new uh, new customers uh, every executive every week, uh, picks up the phone, uh, welcomes them to the organisation, understands why they chose us, understand what the experience was like, uh, and I'm sure each executive have a have, have a slightly different skew on the questions to to make sure that they understand their their functional responsibilities and how that's connecting, whether it's risk or. Uh, uh, or IT or you know, marketing or front line or what, whatever um, but I just I, I th- again you, you've got to get people close to the customer once once that is distanced and we can get all the reports we want but you still don't really feel it you don't hear it mm. uh, and, and when you when you do really um, listen to a voice of somebody it just makes it personal and uh, yeah I think it gives you a perspective that that's so important.
0: Yeah, great, great. So, so what what else is important for successful marketing sales activity? So, you've got customer centricity and being close to the customer. What what else is really important, do you think, based on you know what you've done over the years?
1: Uh, well, clarity on what it is you're trying to achieve. Uh, yeah, I think there's so many competing priorities. Well, you know, I, I can fill my whiteboard up many times with all the things that we could be doing, uh, but uh, we've got to, You've got to get clear on what you 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 can't do or or is not. Furthering the ends of the business's uh, purpose or, or goals. So, you know, be, be clear on what you're about and what will make a difference and. and, and and your key activities your key goals i think that that's really important difficult so having some clarity around your strategy and what success looks like and then then feed your initiatives off that i think has been very important for me over the over the years otherwise i just i overwhelm myself and and i dump on everybody else and and everybody runs around like headless chooks and and uh, they don't really know what's important so that that's that's key um i think from a marketing strategy perspective and how you set your budgets uh, and and make sure that you are getting uh, clarity on what again what success looks like is it brand visibility is it a specific sales activity um, and and linking that in with the other activities of the business the, the minute that marketing uh, sits outside of the activities that happen in uh, generally in the business and people don't understand what the focus is and and the training doesn't connect in with that and you, you're not Thinking about uh, how things progress through the, the chain from you know the operations team are geared up to manage that and your fa- phone teams understand uh, yeah so I, I would say a coordinated effort a planned effort is is always wise uh, that that's that's been a, a learning um, uh, I uh, I do think that. Marketing itself as a discipline is changing a a lot. I mean, I I just spoke to a marketing manager before and and just to to understand a little bit and and said, what what does digital marketing make up as a focus now versus five years ago? And uh, it was probably about 40% of our focus five years ago, which isn't that long ago when you think it was 2016. And now it makes up about 80%. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's from a bank perspective, so that'll be different to your listeners. But I think just be careful that you don't go back to the, you know, the the try the, the stuff that you've done before. You know, challenge yourself as to you know where do you best connect with who your target market is. So I think that that's been important for me just to continue to challenge what's what changes are happening. You can't you can't use what you did twenty years ago to to think that you're, you're going to be successful. Um, yeah, that's just a, f- a few thoughts, Ben.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Now that's mm. that's that's really good. It's it's interesting that the the changing nature of marketing is something that um, lots of particularly small smaller business people struggle with because it's it's mm. hard to know how to resource and you know how, how to uh, how to how to hire or what services to call in because it's something that's you know constantly evolving. So, how what's the best way do you think for people to make sure that they're they're in touch with what's happening out there? How to how how have you done that in the past?
1: Well, again, it's about you know making sure that you are asking your teams and you are doing it yourself. You're going in and and touching in. What what are your competitors doing? What are your, what are your customers wanting? Uh, what what is changing? So you know I I uh, unashamedly uh, go into other other competitors' websites or understand what they're doing because you know if you if you can't always rely on somebody else to tell you. Um, uh, so ma- market information market scanning is important the other the other piece from my point of view is we can't be experts in everything um you know we've got a, a a great little marketing team but it's a very small marketing team you know three or four people so we we you know we use that marketing team to be able to um, think about the strategy they understand the people they understand the culture but then connect in with others that are experts in their fields that, that might know a little bit more about uh, all these fancy terms uh, like sales engine optimization and you know all, all those things uh, that that I don't know about uh, they may not know deeply about but they can use uh, they can connect in with others so so it's a it's a mix of Personal curiosity, um, having your team, uh, you know, do research, but also going out into the market and, and understanding, you know, um, who are some of the deep specialists that can, you know, can give us some advice and some direction.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. All right. Look, our second question today is: What are some common myths about sales and or marketing that you found to uh, to be not the case?
1: Oh, look, there's lots of myths. Uh, I think, firstly you know, we we all try and do everything. I mean, I, I've grown up in banking, so I think I know it pretty well. But the minute I try and be a marketing expert, I, I know that uh, that the business isn't going to perform as well as it could. So I think, um, you know, anybody can be a marketer or a salesperson. That's not necessarily the case. I, I mean, we may all know a little bit about things, but we all see it through a certain lens, which is ours. So, you know, I think using specialists or people that understand things are, are good uh, or is a good idea. Um, uh, I also have found, I mean, I led a large sales team, you know, 1,500 people there for, you know, a few years. And, and and we used to spend a lot of time on, you know, scripting and, and helping people to message right. Uh, and I think there are myths that scripting doesn't work. Well, I, I think it, it, it does um uh, clarify messages it helps people with confidence around how to how to speak to certain customers in different situations and it it, and uh so that's another myth but you know scripting doesn't work i I think it does um uh, the the other one marketers don't care about client relationships i think marketers do you know and uh and and the, the better marketers really uh, are not just interested in acquisition, they're also interested in in relationship building, retention, uh, you know and and ensuring that you know that that relationship is embedded. Uh, so I think that's a, that's another myth. Another myth uh, is that uh, you know marketing um, is an expense and not an investment. Uh, and, you know, I, uh, you know, w- it's been an interesting year with COVID, especially in the early stages, we reduced our budgets uh, and, uh, and, and hunkered down a bit. But um, it can be quite a short term as an approach, um, you know, so investing in your brand and, and, and investing in your messaging, telling people about who you are uh, and and what you offer uh you know, if done right, is absolutely an investment. Sometimes it's not an immediate payoff, uh, but that's about understanding, you know, uh, what type of messaging you get out there. So, yeah, it's uh, that's probably another myth.
0: So for business people going through tough times at the moment, um, what would you um, suggest they they think about in terms of their own marketing?
1: Well, look, our business is different to a lot of businesses, so, you know, I I, I certainly don't want to give uh, advice that, you know, uh, all I can say from our perspective is um, sometimes needs must, and you, you do need to look at your expense uh, line items and, and be quite ruthless. Um, uh, so I, I understand that. Uh, but but you can't expect uh, probably to come out of a phase uh, well if you haven't uh, continued to, to keep uh, telling people that, that you're there uh, and what you're about. So uh, I think – what you may end up doing is is being more focused on short-term outcomes with your marketing, as opposed to long-term brand uh, in your messaging, so that you you are encouraging activity. Um, so it's probably that the style of your marketing may change, um, but I, I I think to turn it off, uh, it can it can be. Uh, as dangerous as uh, turning the volume right up and expecting that um, expenses aren't going to uh, impact on your financial sustainability. So, you know, it's it's just making sure you you, you hit a sweet spot there.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? That balance between um, brand and sort of sales generation. It's mm. it's always something you should uh, keep an eye on, and you're always you should always be tweaking that. Hey. Eh?
1: Yeah, we've had many debates. I think personally, being about that. Yeah. I, I and you know, and we we try and infuse both to be blunt, you know we yep, yep. we're not big enough to have big, huge marketing budgets where we can just have the smiley, happy faces dancing around on TV commercials mm-hmm. uh, and expect that to promote products. so you know we we try and infuse uh, both of, of of those concepts yeah.
0: So, Sean, if you look back over your career so mm-hmm. far, um what what would be some of the biggest um the biggest achievements in terms of sales? or marketing, the pieces of activity that you're proudest of over the years?
1: Yeah, there's there's three that sort of jump out. I mean, I I haven't been a marketer. Uh, I've I've been more distribution and product and and general management, but you know, we've we've had quite a bit to do with uh, marketers over the years. Uh, 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 Two two things, uh, I I suppose, firstly, uh, KiwiSaver. When KiwiSaver was introduced, uh, it was a pretty slow start for the organisation that I was previously with. and you know, the, try as they might, or uh, the marketing didn't really work. Um, but what it was is the engagement through the front line and with our teams just wasn't there. Uh, you know, there was a disconnect between corporate and uh, uh, and our people, right. uh, and therefore our customer. Uh, and the way in which uh, I worked and my team worked to coordinate uh, the, the messaging, the corporate branding, uh, with the uh, Product knowledge, uh, with the um, focus, uh, with the excitement, um, you know, and uh, and the communication out to our members, uh, made the organisation that I was with come from uh, motherless last to you know uh, now probably the top or one of the top providers there so it's, it's built the momentum and and I felt that it was a good example that if you don't have your teams connected with your corporate message then you're going to go nowhere fast. Um, yeah, that's the really
0: other interesting one, isn't it just that, that that the siloed approach is one that often can can happen not by any you know yeah. anybody doing it deliberately but it can happen you just have to keep a really close eye on that don't you?
1: That's right. That's right. I mean, you, it's you're a team, and if you don't play as a team, then you're not going to you're not going to uh, score the score the points. So, uh, the the other one was um, home loan uh, marketing again with a previous organisation, uh, uh, where we did something different. We offered uh, Samsung uh, tablets, I think, for uh, promotion of our home loans, and and that was a little bit wild and wacky, and we didn't quite know how it would work, and and uh, we, we changed the playing field, we changed the game, we, we really uh, connected with, it, I suppose, people's uh, desire to, to uh, get technology. Uh, it was all happening at that time. And, um, yeah, so we were able to connect in with, uh, you know, people wanting something physical, tangible, and it, and it connected uh, uh, probably an intangible proposition, which is a home loan, with a tangible product. And, and that, uh, that, tested the um, resolve of the whole organization as to how we would uh, fulfill all that uh, but it, it I mean the outcomes were just amazing and what we saw after that is that everybody jumped in offering TVs and and whatever else um, which may have run its course but we were we were first wasn't just my idea it was a number of people's ideas and but we put it into place and, uh, and and had some yeah, great ones. Could you could you just um, talk
0: me through through how you um, I suppose sold sold that into to colleagues who you know might have been a bit sceptical or a bit nervous about that because you know it's a big deal to you know put a taking a new approach to it to a large organisation. So how did how did you do that?
1: Um, uh, the the key is I suppose um, getting enough people who knew what they were talking about to see the value of it uh, and to test and learn uh, and to give it a crack, uh, you know, and, and that comes back to some of the cultures that, that you know, uh, are successful cultures when they're prepared to give it a crack. Look, you always get the steely, um, uh, steely executive or CEO uh, who, who uh, will challenge you pretty hard, but if you're if if you've got some conviction and if you've got a good um, good amount of stakeholder support as as we did there, uh, then then uh, then it happens and uh, and I suppose you know there are some moments where you just have to have a have a go, knowing that uh, you might get uh, the odd bruise, um, but things like that then build credibility in organisations uh, and and the next time you come back to the table. Um, it may may not be quite as hard, uh, so yeah, it's yeah you've you've got to do you've got to do your research, you've got to work with the right people in the organisation, you've got to make it uh, multi-functional uh, in large organisations especially uh, because you'll always uh, have the naysayers, uh, and if you can if you can get get them on board, then generally those papers or the approval process happens.
0: And that's that's really interesting from a small business point of view as well. That you know the having a, having a crack at things but piloting on a small scale.
1: Yeah, and that was that was probably one of one of the, you know, you know the difference between the large and the and the small businesses. I think sometimes the small businesses are, are very reluctant to give it a crack, um, uh, whereas the large businesses probably do have uh, the resource or the, the people to have a go. Uh, but you know, test and learn is a is a bit of a cliche that's coming in now. But I, I think you know if if you don't have a you know if you people are pretty intuitive, you know, and I'm not. You know, discrediting good research and, you know, uh, uh, looking at your empirical uh, information around how things work. But but if you've got an idea, sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes it does work.
0: Hmm. Res- resource is an interesting one. So um, one of the questions we uh, – I, I was going to say like to ask guests, but we'll be asking guests – is um, – what's the role of um, in-housing or outsourcing in terms of resource so how have you found what you know what, what have you found is best to sit inside the business and what have you found is best to sit outside the business how's that worked for you
1: yeah, different size organisations will, will look at this differently. You know, a uh, large bank that I was involved in uh, will will insource uh, a, a greater percentage, I would suggest, than a smaller uh, bank like ourselves. Um, we've got a small team. I, I believe in both personally. I think a hybrid uh, of sorts works. I think the to expect externals to really understand your culture, to to understand your strategy, to to know where the pinch points are, or the or the Things that you know um, may or may not work based on uh, what's gone before. I think is really helpful. So I I believe it, a a strong marketing manager that that understands that is important. And I believe you've got to have a couple of doers. You know, people that can get out and help with sponsorship and and, and be your brand, uh, coordinate uh, coordinate that. But I also believe that. Um, we just won't have the cost base to be able to support experts uh, in, in, in-house. in I think uh, it's cost effective to be able to go out and bring in uh, when required. A, a lot of businesses, I think, need help with strategic uh, thinking or, or marketing plans. I think that that's really important to do if, if you don't have that expertise in, in-house, um, a, a I think the move to digital too, uh, it's very difficult to bring in experts uh, at the money that you would need to bring them in at uh, to help with your digital marketing. And there's some really good digital marketers out there. Um, data insight, all those things are becoming uh, more complex, and to expect one or two people to be able to get across that breadth of um, you know um, understanding is, is challenging. And things change, you know. I, so. I would expect anybody that I bring into my business to know um, what the current approach is because they've been out there rubbing shoulders with others and 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 had other uh, relationships um, whereas it would be difficult for me to expect my team to be as current mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i I think both work um, you know ride your externals hard you know don't uh, don't it, it, it' it's not just about pretty plans it's about outcomes uh, make sure that they understand that. Um, Make sure there's good relationships between your externals and your internals, and and, and they get to, to see and feel part of the team. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, you've got to hold, uh, you know, you've got to hold people to account, uh, and and it works a lot better.
0: Can we, can we so let's talk a bit more about about that. So so how do how do you make those relationships ships work? So you've mentioned you know holding them accountable to, to outcomes. What what else what else have you done in the past that's led to successful relationships with with external suppliers? I think fit is important
1: I, I, I don't think you necessarily need to take the first person uh, that comes up on your google search um, that uh, a, an interview with a couple of people and you've got to, you've got to feel connected if they make you feel thick uh, if they if, if they if they're not interested in what you have to say if, if they're if they're not curious around your organization don't don't pick them up they, they may be good but if they're not you know then they're, they're not engaging and connecting with you and, and what you're about then yeah, it's a, don't don't uh, don't put yourself through that. So so uh, fit is is important, uh, and uh, and make sure that they're as excited or close to as excited about what you're trying to achieve as as you are. If they're not, then go to the next one. Um, uh, so I, I think that that's important, um, and um, yeah, you've, you've you've got to feel right, and they've got to they've got to buy into the goals. And and you know, it may be difficult to put skin in the game. Maybe not, you know. It's similar um, in a lot
0: of ways to internal recruitment, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's and and it, it's probably a lot. You know, it's it, there's probably a lot more riding on it too. You know, if you get your messaging wrong, uh, if you, um, you know, if you portray a brand that's not who you are, uh, it's a, it's difficult to change that perception. So, yeah, I, I think it is very similar to internal recruitment, but it, probably recruitment at a very high level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. Thanks, Sean. Okay, so let's cast cast your mind back over the past thirty years. Um, <laughs> what would you? How would how would you sum up um, your your approach? What's been the, the secret to you know? I suppose the successful career you've you, you've had and continue to have. If you were to sum it up.
1: Uh, well, um, I suppose success uh, yeah, is, I mean, I, I always look at others and think that they've had a more successful career. And, you know, I, I, I think you achieve what you achieve based on circumstance and, uh, and you know, your, your approach to things and, and uh, it's a bit of luck, uh, good and bad. But if, if I was to sort of say, you know, why have I progressed, I suppose, in some of my roles? One is uh, I always try and push myself out outside comfort zones. Um, you know, I, I think the, 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 the thing that limits people is just the fear of failure or fear of making a dick of themselves or whatever, the, whatever it is. So a little bit of, um, OK, just grin and bear it and, and give it a crack. Yeah. Um, second thing is don't burn bridges. I think uh, organisations, uh, uh, towns, New Zealand, Pretty small, uh, and uh, and we swim in small ponds. And I think uh, bridges, you know, all relationships, uh, burnt unnecessarily, can uh, can come back to you. Uh, uh, I, I think be ambitious for yourself, uh, but probably more so for your teams. Uh, you know, really, um, if you can excite your teams, and, and that's something that you know I have to continue to work on. Um, you know, if if, if 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 they get excited too, then you know it, it just multiplies the leverage effect. Um, and the last one is don't be a prick. Uh, you know <laughs> I think that, uh, <laughs> I, I mean it, you've got to be who you are. Uh, and you know uh, maybe I I uh, could have I, I could have been harder in some things and and I could have taken stronger approaches. Uh, you know but, but again. Um, I'm reasonably true to well, I am true to who I am, and and um, you know I, I I value people and try and find a way to get win-win outcomes uh, influenced positively, um, and and that's probably made me enjoy what I do as well. So it's probably given me a bit bit more longevity because I've uh, you know I I enjoy uh, you know more more I am who I am, uh, the more I enjoy what I do. And how does that
0: has that has that changed um, being CEO of an organisation versus working under another one? Uh,
1: yes and no. Um, I, I, there's responsibilities as as a CEO uh, that you've got to ensure that you, you you look after your business's health and outcomes first and foremost, uh, and that means uh, you know we're we're all juggling stakeholders. You know, uh, you're juggling your people, your customers, your business outcomes. Your relationships with your board mm-hmm. um you know your own personal health and uh, and focus so to me it's about making sure and I, I put on my whiteboard you know with myself in the middle and and some different points there you know my board up the top my people my my members the media and the regulator uh, and i just score that quite regularly just to make sure that i I haven't lost focus on one of my key stakeholders, um, and I, uh, a, you know, and, and and I'm always looking to regulate that, um, and that that seems to have worked quite well. It's it, it just means that I because we're we're all attracted to what we like to do, um, and yep. uh, so if we like being with the customers, that's where we are. But we can forget about our people, or we can forget about our board, or we can we can get sloppy with our, uh, with with media or with uh, some of the you know. Uh, in our case, the regulator. You know, where relationships are important. So, um, that those are the those are the things that I've done to sort of try uh, to to keep that true. Um, I, I I at times have found it. Uh, Vietnam was a really challenging time for me. Two years in Vietnam under very. Uh, it was a mixed reporting line—one to a, a group exec in, uh, in Australia, uh, and another to the uh, Vietnamese chairman, uh, who was a wow. uh, who was very uh, focused on what he wanted to achieve. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, and those those things are challenging. Uh, but I tell you what—you learn a lot about yourself. Um, so we all think that once we get to the top, we're. Um, it's all uh, it's all us. Well, it's not the case uh, because it's our it's our stakeholders, it's our it's our board, it's our people, it's about our our customers. So, you you, you if you continue to be a manager, as, uh, manage it as you, you, you continue to be a servant to others, uh, I think it's probably the best way to see it, rather than think yeah, you get there and you can you do it all. It's interesting because you because earlier <laughs>
0: you were talking about clarity as you know one of the key mm. determinants of achievement, and and it sounds like you know the the more senior you get,
1: the the less clarity you have. Well you, you are you're probably clearer but you are very mindful that everybody else has certain agendas or views and focus right So right. you need to be able to articulate your clarity in a way that resonates or makes sense. Um, so to me coming back to marketing and sales it's a it's a, it's a real communication game. Um, you can't you you can't have seven sets of <laughs> goals, you know, or or focuses. Um, you know, you, you, you ne- based on the stakeholder. You actually need to be true to, you know, a a, a few, uh, and to be able to interpret and 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 communicate that clearly.
0: Is that different um, with small businesses? Is that something that um, you think is a difference between big and small companies, or or is or is that equally important?
1: Oh look, it's, the scale does change things, it, it, and it can make things more com, uh, complex. Um, you know, uh, if I was uh, at the uh, local um, coffee shop, which you know, great great people set up the business, um, you know, done a done a lot of work. They're they're, they're managing a different type of stakeholder group uh, to to them but, you know, um, they've got a, maybe a staff member that they need to be clear on what's important. What do they represent? They've got um, customers, uh, they've got their bank manager, they've got their accountant, they've got their solicitor. So it's a, it's a, it's a slightly different relationship set, but again, they need the clarity around, okay, what are we here for and what, what, what does success look like? Um, but the complexity does change. So
0: what, what, what are the things that big companies know when it comes to sales and marketing that small businesses often are, are unaware of?
1: I, I touched a little bit on that uh, test and learn piece before. I think that um, you know big businesses know that they need to experiment and try new things and, and put some money aside to to, to, to have a crack um, and uh, and to continue to refresh some of their thinking. Um, the other thing that uh, the larger businesses do is they do and uh, they do build for the long term. You know that they're investing in their brand. Uh, they're, they're thinking about what they do today may not pay off tomorrow, but um, but in six months' time, that may be the case. I think at times small businesses, and, and you know, to, to to be frank, I haven't run a small business, so I don't report to know. Well, you've worked all, with quite a few, but, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but but I've worked with a lot. Uh, so I I think that there is a at times a uh, a what's in front of you uh, approach to things uh, and it is s- slightly more crisis management you know serving the customer paying the bill today uh, making making it all you know making it all work for the here and now uh, whereas the, the larger businesses will be thinking about um, you know the, the what's next um, and that's look that's, that's all of our challenge and uh, you know even you know, for, for me and for others that sit in roles where we have good support uh, staff around us, we can still get tied up in the tasks. Uh, so putting that time aside um, is probably where bigger businesses are better at doing that, to think, uh, think strategically, um, to, to invest for uh you know that the future, which is maybe some time away, uh, than just dealing in the present. So I, I think that that's the that's the challenge for small business owners, and it, it, they've they've got a tougher gig than me. I'm uh, in in many respects because they're um, you know it's it, it's all in f- in front of their faces, and for many of them it's their equity, it's their uh, it's their livelihoods, um, and uh, and that puts a different pressure on.
0: Fantastic. All right, look, Sean, thank you. Um, you'll be pleased to know that's the. Uh that's the, almost the final question. We're almost at the end. Um, this has been really helpful. It's been really interesting, actually, understanding, I suppose, some of the similarities and differences between big and, and small businesses. I think there are some really, really helpful tips in here. Look, to end our time today, what would be the single piece of advice um, when thinking about sales and marketing, the single piece of advice you'd like to leave our listeners with, that something they could go in action tomorrow?
1: Uh, well, there's, there's lots of different ideas, but I think, think the key thing for me is make sure that who you are on the inside is amplified uh, to the outside. Um, so, you know, authenticity, you know, um, don't, you know, don't uh, put a message out there that's not aligned to who you are or, or you know, what the experience will be. Uh, there's no sense acquiring... Um, you know people that will will not engage uh with your brand uh once they're in you know it's not a case of bring them in lock the doors and, and hope they don't escape you yeah. know you you, you you need to connect you know you need you need to bring that message through that okay if you're a business like uh, sbs bank that's owned by its members and and uh and people want to feel part of the organization and they want good products and services, but mm. they really want to connect with, mm. with good, authentic service and, and and the message, then that's the message you put out there. If we try and put a message out that's not aligned to that, uh, then then I think the whole thing breaks down. Uh, so, yeah, am- amplify for sure. You know, put your best self out there, mm. but make sure it is, you know, who you are, what you represent. Um and, uh, you know, and and that way you can retain what you acquire rather than just acquire and, and lose. So
0: important, hey? Mm. So important.
1: All right, Sean, thank you.
0: Really appreciate your time um, and uh, look forward to uh, catching up again soon.
1: Sounds great. Uh, pleasure, Ben. Thanks, Sean. All the, all the best to your listeners.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the NZ Sales and Marketing Insider. If you liked it, you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast app for fortnightly episodes. For expert help growing your sales, find out more about The Growery at thegrowery.co.nz And to find other shows that you might like, go to podcasts.nz